Saka. Looks towards goal, curls it. Oh, yes! What a way to score your first goal for Arsenal. Welcome to New Gunners Podcast, the podcast for all Arsenal fans in a new era of our beloved club. Whether you are a lifelong fan or just starting to follow Arsenal Football Club, this is the place where you will find the best analysis and insights. I'm your co-host, Lucas Riascos, with my co-host, Daniel Ruiz, stat specialist, and Javier Riascos, game analyst. Today's episode is on season wrap-up. Where did it go wrong? Can we take anything from this season? And where do we go from here? All right, so where did it go wrong? Daniel, can you give me some stats on the negatives this season? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the stats. So as you guys uh, probably already know, we ended up eighth in the Premier League. Um, eighth place, that's uh, same as last season. We ended up, you know, like like always, playing 38 Premier League games. We won 18 matches. Uh, we lost 13 we scored uh, 55 goals, conceding 39, and keeping only 12 clean sheets. Um, so that's very high level where stats are, um, and, and th- that's what we got to improve next season. All right, so let's go straight to the cons of this season. So defensively, negatives, I think, are injuries. We've got a lot of our main players injured on defense, which really hurt our season. Any of you guys have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I think that was key. It was key, uh, the injuries we had. Uh, we're picking up some momentum after uh, after the uh, December in the new year, and then we got hit. Uh, Luis went out. Journey went out. Then Shaka had to get off the midfield to fill in. Uh, it really, really affected. Uh, but I think it's really hard to point the finger at whose fault it is. I think comes all the way from the owners. I think uh, David Luiz was the only leader uh, of the defense. Uh, we desperately needed uh, left back uh, to back up Tierney, and our midfield was dismantled by uh, Unai. So we brought uh, Arteta asked for two midfielders, and he got only one in party. Yeah, uh, defensively, again, saying saying what you guys were, were saying was injuries, right? We ended up uh, having to play Granite Shaka, one of our, our main midfielders, had to drop to left back in some of these Europa League games, some of the Premier League games. Um, I personally, my favorite Arsenal player this season is Kieran Tierney, and as much as I love him, this guy is very injury-prone probably because of the way he plays. And the fact, you know, if you get a, a big injury, you're probably going to continue to get injured if you don't have time to rest. I'd like to see um, Cedric spend a little bit more time on the field. Um, and defensively, yeah, that, that's been the struggle. I think, um, you know, having having losing David Luiz, who made some big mistakes but was like a big presence in the back and would send those long balls into the other half, um, you know, once once he once he was out, it was tough to to replace uh, to find a replacement. We have Holding, we have Chambers, we have um, we have Marie, but these guys are not the you know the top level defender that we need. All right, so 
that wraps up our cons defensively. But, Daniel, can you give me some negative stats on our attacking play? Negative stats on our attacking play. So, um, like I said, we scored a total of 55 goals. Um, That's pretty much consistent with last season. Um, But I think Obama Yang not being in his, you know, in his, like, prime clinical finishing, scoring those important goals really was a struggle. Um, we ended up, like I said, scoring similar amount of goals as last season, but that's because Aubameyang wasn't scoring and then other people had to step up. Lacazette had a great, uh, a great season in that. But if you, if you know, if you have all of your players consistently playing at a high level, that's what really takes to the, to the next step. Um, our, we did end up getting, uh, total of 152 shots on target this season um out of a total 459 so we only had a 33 percent shot accuracy um across the board across strikers um so we want to get a little bit more clinical i think in the last game uh we saw thomas party for instance we've seen him wanting that goal and it hasn't come for him so i'm hoping that he'll net one of these one of these days, and then, you know, that'll open up the the confidence and he'll start getting more on target. All right, so that's cons on our attacking and defense. What about, what do you guys think about cons on our goalkeeping? Uh, Goalkeeping, let's see. Uh, It's hard to say this, but uh, because Leno is a good shot stopper. He's a good goalkeeper, but I don't think he fits the profile for the way that Arteta wants to play. I think he does not well with his feet. We saw a lot of goals come from uh, Mm. Leno's mistakes, especially at the beginning of the season. He cannot get hold of the ball. Like he will parry away, he will punch away, but he cannot uh, get hold of the ball. And that's key on the way that Arteta wants to play from the back with the feet through the with the fullbacks and the center backs, I don't think it's working. Uh, it's hard to say. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think our goalkeeper, even though he kept us in a lot of games, but saving, I don't think he fits the profile. And I think a lot of uh, games that we lost, a lot of game drums, points that we dropped were because Leno is not great playing from the back, and that's the way that Arteta wants to play. I definitely agree with you that. He doesn't play the way Arteta wants to play. And right now, I can tell you that Matthew Ryan, right now, our backup goalkeeper, kept the ball in his hands way more than Leno did, even though Leno's the starter. And that's what bothers me the most, when a goalkeeper gets it in the air and he drops it in a danger zone. That scares me a lot. And honestly, I see Leno do that so much, so I think we do have to get rid of him. Mm, guys, I'm on the other side of the fence for this one. Um, I actually think, you know, Leno, I think, is a team leader. Um, I think that he he's a, he's a goalie that I feel conf- confident having between the sticks. He does have to work a couple things out. And I think part of the issue uh, for Leno is not Leno. Part of the issue is that he doesn't have somebody there to – uh, to to fight for that spot, um, he knows. I, I you know I think that 
he's kind of he knows that he's going to be the starter. He knows he's top notch, and um, it kind of it, it doesn't really challenge him. Um, let me ask you guys a question though. Do you guys think it was a mistake to let go of Emmy Martinez and see him go to Aston Villa? I think that was a huge mistake. He took us to the FA Cup final as a backup goalkeeper sitting on the bench for years. And when he comes in, he gets us to a final and winning it. That was a big mistake, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, I moved on from it, guys. I did like uh, Emily uh, better than Leno, but we saw him. We got Tomar's party, which is something we absolutely needed. I think we had two good goalkeepers. We let go one to bring a midfielder, which we do not have. And that's something I think we should talk about. We do not have a midfield. Uh, or um, we saw with, uh, with the new coaching after Wenger uh, left, we got a uh, new coaching and he completely dismantled uh, our midfield. He let go of many midfielders that uh, obviously they were not good enough, but we did not replace them with anybody better. We brought Torreira. We brought the French kid with the long hair. I Gunduzi. even forgot his name already. Gunduzi. And that was about it. So we do not have a midfield. And I think that's at the core of why our season went so poorly especially at the beginning then we got a little uh, we got two midfielders coming in at uh, mid of the season and then that's where our season changed all right so right there cons about our midfield you explained it so clearly we literally had no midfield for at least two seasons and yeah we did have to give away martinez for parte and i don't Personally, I don't think that was a great decision. Yes, we did get a midfielder that we desperately needed, but we also gave away a goalkeeper that was better than the one that we have right now. Um, now going from that cons, let's switch to the positives of this season. Daniel, can you give me some positive stats on this season? Um, positives for this season um, are small, but there are positives. Um, we finish in the same exact position. We're eighth place last year, eighth place this year. But if you look at our record, um, this season we had 18 wins. Last season we had 14 wins. So we won four more games. Um, we ended up scoring 55 goals this season um, and actually scored 56 goals last season. So actually not, not so good there, but pretty much the same. Um, and we ended up conceding far less goals. We conceded 39 this season. And last season, we conceded 48 goals. Um, so defensively, we did improve. Um, last season, we kept 10 clean sheets. And this season, we kept 12 clean sheets. So we're seeing these marginal improvements um, that, you know, it's, it's a good sign that we're headed in the right direction. It just need to be a lot more significant changes. Um, and, and I know that our defense, you know, including mainly David Luiz, got a lot of hate, but you could see there was some improvement. So so we have some, some positives to build on. All right. So positives for our defense. 
We got a, more clean sheets than last season, which is definitely important. Way less goals conceded. That tells you that our defense was improving by a big, pretty big margin. So that tells you that the players there are doing it and they're picking it up at Arsenal. For example, Tierney, you could see it this season and the last season in the summer, he was running up that wing like nobody was there and making awesome crosses into the middle. He's uh, definitely working hard as a defender and can definitely stop those balls from going through. And I think that's great from a defensive player. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was this, that's one of our biggest issues to resolve, especially uh, the way Arteta wants to play. And it seems like uh, he's going to stay in the job. But I see a lot of raw talent, good raw talent. Gabriel, it was great to see at times. Uh, Tierney, Tierney is amazing. Tierney is a future Arsenal captain, not not far from now. I think he'll be uh, a leader in the in, in the field. Um, but a lot of question marks, a lot of spots to fill in. I think uh, the positives will come from who are we bringing? Who's going to replace David Luiz? Uh, who's going to be a right back? Who's going to be our main right back? And who's going to be uh, Tierney's uh, backup uh, left back? Yeah, defensively, um, that yeah, we, we we have we have some work to do, but it is exciting to to see um, Gabriel really really making those key tackles, getting in front of these shots. Um, he was a big lifeline this season, and and I'm interested to see the dynamic if uh, if and when we bring back William Saliba. Now. Going to that defensive positives, let's go to goalkeeping positives. Yes, we are just criticizing, you know, Burnt Leno and how he's got to get hold of that ball. But to be fair, these positives, he saved us from a lot of games, all very close shots that he just reached, saving our games. You know, definitely like the Europa League, you could see it sometimes in the Premier League. When a shot came in, he stopped it, and it was some of the best times. Um, yeah, those are some positives from goalkeeping. Uh, any of you guys have? I'm a huge Leno fan. I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point, but I think we made the right choice letting go of Emmy and keeping Leno. Um, I'm a big Leno fan. I think, you know, it's nice to have him in the sticks. Yeah, I'm, I don't – I read him. I read him as a goalkeeper. I just – I don't think he fits a profile. But if he stays, I think there are other – other uh, positions that we desperately need. So if Leno stays, I don't have a problem with that. He's got to sort some things out, but I think he can work on that. Uh, there's definitely other, other positions that we definitely need to fill in. All right, now let's go to attacking positives. Daniel, do you have any positive stats for our attacking play? Um, st- Positive stats for our attacking play. I mean, we scored 55 goals this season. That's uh, an average of 1.45 um, per match. Um, but um, we we ended up creating 45 chances, um, and we did hit the woodwork 19 times. So by an inch, uh, you know, those are 19 additional goals. You know, 19 goals right there. Yeah. Um, but uh, th- yeah, that's a very high level of the attack um, in terms of. of you know our players. It was encouraging to see that, um, although Obama Yang wasn't the Obama Yang we saw last season, 
uh, and he wasn't, you know, competing for Golden Boot. Uh, we saw some players step up, and we saw some of the youngsters. Martinelli scoring a critical goal. Uh, Nicola Pepe uh, on a on a hot streak the past two games. Um, so it's it's nice to see goals coming from different places. I want to see you know Aubameyang back to his potential, and then these you know Pepe uh, continuing to provide some goals as well. Yeah, definitely attacking uh, sense, especially second uh, part of the season, Pepe definitely uh, shows some consistency, which is what he was lacking or he's been lacking. He had two goals yesterday. He had uh, 16 goals all season. That's uh, from eight that he scored last season. And he has eight goals in the last 11 goals. Ten of those goals were in the Premier League. So definitely some goals coming from uh, someone else that is not Aubameyang. Yeah, speaking of our attacking play, this is called New Gunners Podcast. Let's give some praise to Saka and Smith Rowe, some of our most, some of our greatest attacking players right there coming in and stepping it up. What do you guys think? Um, Saka and Smith Rowe, don't forget about Martinelli, too. Yeah. He's also a youngster. Yeah, he has yeah, somebody to look out for. Yeah. Um, for sure, these guys, I mean, it's nice to see players who still have like a big passion for the club you know we're not we're not in the 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 best place and, and you know we're we're underperforming compared to what we've been used to um but it's nice to see that there's still a good academy there's still good young players coming out um and it gives you something to look forward to uh, at least in you know in the mid to long term definitely definitely uh it's just it's been such a weird season guys we had all if not most if not all of our senior players just they weren't performing it was Obama was not scoring like I said yeah he picked it up a little bit but he was you know first first uh half of the season he was nowhere to be seen we had uh the our best defender David Luis you know we know his flaws there's no no secret there and out of all the senior uh we had the inconsistency of Pepe be, uh, for for most of the season until the, the last patch he picked it up. In the midst of all our senior players not performing, we get Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli just taking the team forward. And I think they, I think they literally saved Arteta's job. Um, I've got an interesting stat here, um, and it, it has to do with, with goals, right? So um, it's funny that, you know, and, and I said this myself, that, you know, um, um, Obama Yang is not where he, you know, it's not the Obama Yang from last season, but, um, you know, our top scorer is, is Lacazette with 13 goals. He's our top scorer this season. And Obama Yang is three goals behind us. So he did manage to score 10 goals. Um, so it, you know, he, he did contribute. And then, you know, also, um, William gets a lot of hate as well. But William uh, is leading our, our assists with five assists this season. Um, so, you know, we, we did see, you know, th- there is there is delivering there. It's, you know, if we clean up a little bit and, and, and you know, try and hit the target and not hit the post a little bit more. And I think everybody, you know, we're, we're a little frustrated. I can only imagine how these players are. I think that that frustration, you can see it on the field. These guys want to score. These guys are kind of struggling. But, um, but you know, I, I, I have faith in them. I think we're going to, you know, if we settle a couple of key things, 
Um, then, you know, we said I'll keep a couple key things in the midfield and the defense, and that's going to help us out uh, in finishing our chances. All right, guys, now that we cleaned up those pros and cons, we're moving on to what we want to see next season. Where do we go from this season and what we should do? I got a couple names for you guys. This is what I want to see next season. Pepe, Saka, Smiro, Potty, Gabriel, Tierney. Mm. For me, what one specific thing uh, and one specific person that I want to see next season is Saliba. Um, I think we, we need a little bit of depth in the, in the defense. Um, I think that that's going to be uh, that's going to be important is to, you know, not necessarily go out and look for players, but use the players that we have. Uh, and by that same token, I would take Joe Willock over Enketia any day. I want to see Willock back. Uh, I want to see him on the, I want to see him on the pitch. We've seen him perform for Newcastle in important times. He's pulled through. So he has a cool head. He's able to score the goals when they matter. So I want to see him back on the field give him a chance uh, at least this season. Um, and I think, you know, we, we ended up, uh, you know, this loan was good for him. Um, I wish we had those goals this season, um, but, you know, maybe he wouldn't have had the chance to, to prove himself. So let's bring him back. He, he's our very own Jesse Lingard. Yeah, speaking of Joe Willock, I would love to see him back. Recent news, he's been crushing it at Newcastle, saving them many games. And look, I just want to have him back. And Ketia, I want to see him leave. I have seen him done nothing for this club. Even though we put our, our trust in these youngsters, he's not one of them. And I think he has to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I want to see that uh, in terms, I mean, I think we need to figure out defensively we need a leader. Um, and then in the midfield, we need that player that's going to help us transition into the final third and getting those nice sweet balls into Aubameyang so we can finish them up. Um, so that that's just kind of my thoughts for next season. Yeah, uh, one main thing I think I really hope and I'm praying we see the beginning of the season is to carry on on the momentum that we built up. I think we won our last four games. If I'm not mistaken, we had Pepe scoring, we had Obamian back starting as the as the captain. So there were a lot of good things to see. We wrapped it up. You know, it didn't matter at the end. You know, there were games that really uh, were fighting for anything, but it was good momentum. And hopefully, we can you know we can bring it all the way to next season. We ended up winning the last five games actually, or possibly even more. But yeah, we did finish strong. We finished strong. Yeah, so now that we're into what we want for next season, let's talk about transfer rumors and what who we want to bring to the club. Me, I want to see like somebody like a Pedro Neto come. He's mm -hmm. a player from Wolves. He's a strong, nice left wing. He could definitely replace Willian there. And, yeah, that's somebody I would – who. I would like to see at the club. Yeah, we, we finished above Wolves, so there is something, you know, we could lure some some players from Wolves. Wolves, on the other hand, had a terrible uh, end of season. 
They lost the last three games. Um, so, you know, we could lure somebody like that in. I think that that would be nice. Uh, for m- my thinking, it's not even somebody who I want to see, but somebody that we need to see, and I don't have a name, it is that we need a goalie um, to challenge Leno. We, we're seeing uh, Matty Ryan leaving at the end of the season. He finished his term. Um, Lucas was saying he did a great job uh, when he did have a chance, but you know we we gotta we gotta close that book. He's out. He's he's back at his at his parent club. So we gotta find somebody who's gonna challenge Leno. Otherwise, you know Leno's gonna get comfortable and and uh, and he's not really gonna challenge. He's not gonna have anybody to challenge him. So that's something that we need to we need to figure out. There are, it's crazy. There are so many positions to be filled in. And there are so many players that we need to get rid of. But definitely we need a goalkeeper to challenge Leno. We need a right back. Bellary seems like he's uh, going out door, and we do not have a proper right back. We do have a proper left back, but no backup for that left back. David Lewis is heading out, so we need uh, leadership in the back line. Mm-hmm. Or midfield. Four positions for midfield. Two of those are filling by uh, low knees. Mm. We're not looking good in midfield. And our front line, I think, uh, is the place where we actually look the best. We have, you know, senior players that were not performing this season. Hopefully, they will be performing next season. Um, we have some really, really exciting young players like Martinelli, like Saka, uh, Balogun just uh, sign a new contract, long-term contract. So we do have a uh, good striking force, but if you don't have the midfielder to create, to feed them, then there's no point. And I think that is what I want to see come in. Two players, not even just one. I need to see either uh, make it uh, Odegaard's uh, loan permanent and just buy him or just buy a number 10 that will replace Odegaard. And then we need another midfielder to play um, alongside party. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, so speaking of that, Odegaard and Ceballos, we are literally on a f- foundation of Real Madrid. And look, I've definitely separate opinions for those two. Odegaard, I would definitely want to make it permanent by him. And Ceballos, I want to make him leave as soon as possible. Ceballos made some crazy mistakes in the Europa League. Uh, I can't remember any times where he did something good in the Premier League. So I think he has to go. But Odegaard definitely, definitely wants to stay. Yeah, no, and um, and Javier was saying, you know, we finished strong and, and we also finished without without Ceballos. We didn't need to get much playing time. So I think... Uh, you know, Ceballos, he did some time at the club. He, he, uh, you know, but I think it's it's time to to let him go uh, and try and lure somebody in that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a game changer. Um, I, I'm I'm actually excited to see Thomas Party. Like, you know, he's struggling to really find his feet and and show his full potential, but but we're seeing him a little bit more and more comfortable. I know he started off with an injury, so it's been a rough start for him. But once he gets full fitness. Once he's feeling good uh, and a, a, a bigger part of the team, then I think he, he really is the player to take us to the next level. But he does need a support player. Uh, he needs somebody right next to him to help him out in the midfield. It's a big field. 
And unless you're in Golo Kante, you need somebody to help you out. Uh, somebody, you know, my dream, not even my dream, but somebody that I that would be interesting and just, you know, just a dream would be somebody like uh, Ward Prowse from Southampton. Somebody that to boss the middle, you know. All right, everybody. So that's our first episode for New Gunners Podcast. Thanks for listening to New Gunners Podcast. Don't forget, we post new content every Monday night on Arsenal's performance in the Premier League, game analysis, transfer rumors, and so much more. Thanks, everybody. See you next episode.